You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Food feature. Right, talking food now at a quarter past one. And uh, myself and our producer, Jonathan Fairburn, Cabozella, we went on an excursion this morning. And a lot of people have gone around Gauteng and they thought, that big building in Santon, what goes on in there? And I've been one of those people. So today, many questions were answered and perhaps we can answer them for you as well. Well, joining us is the MD of Orem. Now, Orem is the restaurant inside the Leonardo. And uh, we went there today, Paolo Santos. What an experience. Hi, welcome to 702. Afternoon, Ray. How are you doing? Not too bad. Quite full, actually. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> and then Hara Jackson, you're the sales director for the Legacy Hotels and Resorts. Hi, Hara. Hi, Ray. How are you doing? No, lovely. Great for a Friday. Right, so let's take people through a radio experience of what to expect at the Leonardo. But let's, let's, let's focus on the food and go right there. Now, Paolo, you the MD of Orem, and we, we arrived today, and we had somewhere and Chandon, champagne as we arrived, and we went inside, and then we had a few tapas. Take us through the experience. Sure, Ray. I thought we weren't going to talk about the champagne, but okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we just gave gave yourself and Jono a little snapshot of uh, of what we get up to at uh, at Alta Two Three Four. Um, currently coined as uh, Africa's highest uh, urban rooftop bar, um, right at the top of the Leonardo, and uh, the food and beverage offering uh, catered for by uh, myself and the team at uh, at Orem Restaurant. So we took you through a couple of our uh, our bar tapas options, which is the uh, is the food offering at at Alta itself. Obviously, the bar and the uh, the view from the top is is the key focus. Um, but I imagine uh, one would get a little bit peckish, uh, and uh, we offered some premium um, premium tapas style uh, snacks to enjoy where, on on your visit to the rooftop. Uh, you sampled a few of them today, and uh, during our conversation, it was just quite clear that the only thing we're trying to achieve there is is match the premium feel of the space with the premium food offering. Um, and I imagine that, uh, that that's what's, what's got you nice and full this afternoon. Oh, it has. Okay, let, let, let's start with the oysters, because you always see this in the movies and stuff like that. But the oysters we had had something different on there. Take us through how you prepared them. Sure. You know, it all starts with sourcing the best possible produce. So uh, all credit goes to the, the wonderful oyster farmers in, uh, in Saldana who do an amazing job of getting us the, the most beautiful, freshest oysters every, every couple of days. Um, and we gave them a little bit of love in the form of a, a smoky rice wine dressing, a, a wonderful fresh granita made with coriander, and uh, little pearls of soy, which just give that uh, an additional saline saltiness. Um, and you enjoyed those with your champagne, which which is probably the perfect pairing and, and, and the right way to start things at, uh, at Alto. Yeah, you're quite right. Okay, Alto 234, where does the name come from? So when uh, when Bart Dorstein, CEO and of of, uh, of Legacy Group and myself were running through names for, for the property and, and the restaurants and so on, um, we started leaning towards a, uh, a Latin influence given the, the contemporary European style of, uh, of the food offering. So we thought we'd go contemporary with the food offering and, uh, and throw it back in terms of the, the naming. And so Aurum came about, and Aurum means, uh, means gold in, in Latin. And I imagine that you, you felt a certain, 
a touch of gold in, in, in the space this morning. Mm. And so we took that we took that one step further when looking at um, at the rooftop bar. And very simply, alto in Latin is is high or higher or top even. And then two three four is the uh, is the official um, height of the of the building, two hundred thirty four meters off the ground. Uh, which is what makes it the, the the current tallest building on the on the continent. Right. Okay. Okay. So uh, we had something to eat, and then we went up the springbok and the duck. Those are very special dishes because you can have springbok, and it can be tough. You can also have duck, and perhaps the same. But this sort of melted in your mouth. How did you prepare it? Yeah, so the springbok was a uh, was actually a cold dish. It's uh, delicately smoked and. We took the elements of a classic carpaccio and, and applied those in a slightly different, uh, slightly different uh, approach. Um, celery, which is usually used for its freshness and its sort of uh, cleansing of the palate, is introduced as an emulsion. Um, there's a uh, beautiful little bit of, of lemon and mushroom and uh, some goat's cheese on there as well. We finished that with a, a very light lemon dressing and a little snow or a little dusting of parmigiano reggiano for saltiness. So all of that together makes a really beautiful mouth, mouthful, um, as you experienced earlier. Yeah. And then onto the duck, which is uh, which is a firm favourite. The duck is served with foie gras, or a little bit of uh, a little something over the top. Um, the foie gras is sustainably is sustainably uh, sourced from uh, from France, and uh, and we cure the duck ever so slightly, give it a beautiful rendering of the fat and then served with a foie gras and a, uh, a sauce made of sour cherries um, with vinegar and a little bit of, uh, of duck chew as well. So once again, just not, nothing too over the top, but, but beautiful, beautifully sourced produce that's, that's treated with a bit of respect and some love and, uh, and cooked honestly and presented as, uh, as well as we possibly can. Oh, I like that. It's cooked honestly. Now, uh, when, when, when sort of preparing your desserts as well, what you brought us was quite interesting, and we shared it, myself and Capazella. It was lovely. Uh, just take us through the desserts. A lot of care and love went into that. Yeah, so South Africans love their uh, love their sweets, and we all we all tend to to rush towards the the sugar the not the sugar the dessert trolley at the end of the evening. Um, but we uh, we like to balance things as, as you as you've experienced. So the dessert you had today was actually a combination of sweet and savoury. Um, credit must go to to the pastry team for this one. Um, the gorgonzola mousse is uh, is prepared in the style of a cannoli. So those of you that have had a, a classic cannoli before, the, the little deep fried pastry with the ricotta filling, so we've given that a contemporary touch. Um, the cannoli is made from a, a short crust pastry and, and filled with a gorgonzola mousse, which has a nice sweet and savory uh, uh, element to it. And then a, uh, a lovely seasonal pear, which, which has been poached in, in glue vine. So uh, a spicy reduction of, um, of wine and orange, uh, a little bit of a little bit of cinnamon and star anise in there as well, and uh, and complemented by a, a refreshing gorgonzola ice cream, which mm. pretty much which sounds a little over the top, but uh, I assure you it's it's beautifully balanced and uh, and wonderfully refreshing after a, uh, a robust meal. Yeah, it certainly did work today. Paolo, where did you learn all of this? Was it hit and miss? Are these secret recipes and things that you've had in your family for generations? No, not at all. Uh, Formerly trained uh, many many years ago, I think this is my 17th year in the game, and uh, yeah, just evolved with the times. Um, I've stepped away from the kitchen for for some time, given that uh, given the scale of this of this project and uh, and the magnitude of Orem and its and its various outlets. But 
I think a chef never really loses his palate. So uh, every now and then I lean in and, uh, and and put something together. But again, credit to the to the team and those that uh, that put it out on a daily basis. Um, I'm just here to conduct the uh, the orchestra, and uh, <laughs> and that makes it true magic. <laughs> what what sort of training then goes into your waiters and waitresses? They were very efficient today. They knew exactly what to do. Is it a whole massive training process? It is indeed, and it's a combination of formalised training and um, you know, sourcing sourcing the right sort of experience as well. We don't always get it quite right. It's a very big space to manage and to uh, to operate, and uh, we've certainly dropped the ball once or twice when it gets a little bit over the top. But we certainly make up for that with uh, with heartfelt hospitality, uh, a warm smile, and uh, and gracious service, which uh, which I think you experienced some of today. The, the lads really do their best. Um, We've all been through some rather trying times in the last 18 months together. But here we are still standing and uh, and putting bread on the table again. So uh, mm. it's not just a labor of love. It's, uh, you know, it's, that, um, it's that infatuation with, with making people smile and, 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 and serving them with, with, with care and gratitude that, yeah. uh, that brings it together. Just a, just a quick question here. WhatsApp voice note message says, oysters, Tabasco or no Tabasco? Yeah, it's a it's a classic. I, I think it's it's less um, it's less of a challenge than the pineapple on pizza question, but absolutely, <laughs> I, I enjoy a, a good dash of Tabasco. Um, and very often, people will have some of our uh, you know overly overly presented oysters, and then ask for some uh, some naked oysters as as they like, and then dress them themselves. At the end of the day, it's it's all about making the, the patron happy and. Uh, if you enjoy it that way, as I do from time to time, absolutely. I would just add a little bit of lemon or some acid just to uh, to balance off that, mm. that uh, fireiness from the Tabasco. Good call. Good call. Hara Jackson, you're the sales director for Legacy Hotels and Resorts. The Leonardo, I remember many years ago, there was there was nothing there. They were sort of breaking things down. And they were building. And we watched uh, working here at Prime Media at 702 how the Leonardo was built. How far are you in the process? Are you still doing the hotel section? Where exactly are you? So, so as you say, yes, a few years ago, it was kind of a hole in the ground filled with quite a bit of water. And then very quickly, we... Um, we started growing um, in size and, and it stands where it is today. In, in terms of completion, Ray, um, most of the building is complete. We have about 10 floors that have been set aside for a, um, a hotel development. Um, so that will, that will only develop and complete hopefully in the next couple of years. And the only other space that isn't complete is a couple of the penthouses that are still available for sale. And that's at the top end of the building um, because obviously you want the owners to be involved in the curation and, and the experience of what they're going to look like. So, so we're not far off. Um, definitely the exterior and the height, we aren't going further up. Um, that's kind of done, but there's a couple of floors that we're still working on. Mm. And occupancy, where are you with that? Surprising, actually. And I'm going to say surprising because what a time to open uh, the Leonardo. Yeah. Um, we opened... Um, kind of got the surprise of, of the dreaded, which we shan't name. Yeah. Um, and, and, but we carried on our operating, and it's, and it's been an amazing experience. And I think, I think that's the whole thing about Leonardo and Alto 234, for that matter. It's just, it's about the experience. It's about uh, getting people inspired and to be um, uh, just 
inspired to be in this amazing space. And surprisingly, um, during all these false starts and, and operating and opening through COVID, we're operating the building at around a 40 to 45% occupancy at the moment. Were there times, though, where you thought to yourself, oops, we've got a problem here? Because I know that there was also, there was also conflicts with the, the construction company involved. There was a court case. There was all sorts of, I don't know, roadblocks that were in the way. And then, of course, yes, that's, that dreaded Lurgy came along as well. Were there times where you thought, oof, we've got a problem here? It's not our style. It's not our style. Um, you know, um, Paula mentioned Bart Dorothean, our, our chief executive, and um, Bart's never done anything with us, with his team, um, that's been easy. Um, our, our previous developments, our previous projects, we've always done them at the toughest times in South Africa, and Leonardo was no different. Um, you know, we, we kind of went um, into building Leonardo at, the, at, at an economic slump in South Africa where everything was working against us. Um, but as legacy, for us, it was important to go and develop um, and to build a project that gave the country hope, that put a landmark um, in South Africa that said this country is open, it's open for business, and we can do it. Um, we created jobs, um, and, and it was all about actually a candle of hope um, for mm. South Africa. So, so it's just not our style to kind of go, oops, this is not the right time, or oops, uh, we're in trouble, or anything else. These are just hurdles. Um, we overcome, and, and, and our, for us, the, the more important thing is to create theatres that make people happy. And that's exactly what Alto 234 is. Um, it's exactly the same way Paula kind of described it. You know, you're talking about a symphony. You're talking about a theatre. Um, we create that. The food and beverage experiences that, that Paolo is delivering is, is kind of part of that experience. Um, and we just we want to make people happy. Yeah. That sounds good. Sounds good. Now, do you have deadlines of when you want to complete your construction, when you want to be 100% ready to go? Uh, that's a bit of a tough one on the, on the hotel and penthouses. It's, um, it's, it's difficult kind of to put a, a, a deadline to that. Um, it's, it's got to be the right time and place. And at the moment, um, I don't think Santa needs too many more hotel rooms. Um, and we, you know, and on the penthouse side, we, we need, um, you know, the, the owners to buy and, and then to be involved in the project. So no, not really a deadline. Mm. But most importantly, it is open to the public for bookings. What can people do if they want to go all the way to the top of the world? <laughs> We've <laughs> got um, a website um, that is probably the easiest place to, to book. Um, so if you go to alto234.co.za, uh, you can make your online reservations there. Um, there are a couple of experiences that you can kind of think about booking. So you can join us in the, in the afternoon and kind of experience uh, the afternoon with us. You can look at joining us for that sunset experience um, or the night lights, which I think is just a, a super special um, um, environment to just watch the night lights of, of Johannesburg. Mm. Um, it's, so, yeah, that's probably the easiest way to book. We're obviously a, a, a call away as well. Um, and, and if you're going to start looking at doing maybe more, you know, events, if, you, if, if we're allowed to whisper those words in these times, yeah. but, you know, where, where you want to talk about having a couple more people um, together to experience just what, what Alto 234's got, um, that can probably be done directly with us.
Okay, yeah, sounds just, good. You know, giving Leonardo a call. Yeah, there we go. Sales director for the Legacy Hotels and Resorts, Howard Jackson, and MD and chef of Orem, Paulo Santo. Thanks to both of you for coming on to 702 this afternoon. Thanks so much for having us, Ray. There you go. And what I've done, I've gone on to Atre White Essay on Twitter. I've tweeted some pictures of the view. I've also tweeted some pictures of the food as well, including the oysters.